Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Yo, Yes Be with SB. I'm your host, SB Randolph, and this is Yes Be with SB, the only podcast that's called Yes Be with SB. And I'm starting to regret that. (laughs) Let's be honest. Um, No, so I'm thinking. Here's the thing, you guys. So I'm gonna put this out there. This is we're gonna we're we're getting started. We're we're coming in hot. We're coming in hot today. I am thinking about changing the name. Um, Now this, uh, you know, is only a day old. So, So so don't think this is a well thought out decision because it's not. But um, I'm thinking of changing the name. What if I change it to Unblock Me? <laughs> or is that just a whole other podcast? I think maybe that's just a whole other podcast, right? But yeah, I just want to call it Unblock Me. <laughs> I think because I get blocked so, so often. That, that just, I was like, you know what? Unblock Me. And I looked it up, and there isn't a podcast called Unblock Me. <laughs> Something about unblock me. 
Wespy. Uh, where we just get into all the people that blocked me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Speaking of getting blocked, you guys, I watched uh, the Golden Globes opening because um, people told me to. Um, just not because I wanted to, but because... <laughs> Now, here's the deal. I did drop into the Golden Globes near, like, in the last hour, and I watched, uh, you know, some of the winners or whatever. I don't care. First of all, who shows up? Like, why are y'all here? You know, I just, here, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. <laughs> like, every black person in that room, shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> like, some, some people will do anything for money, and they will certainly do anything for some press, but shame on all of you each and every one of you who was there shame on you um but yeah i don't know I, it was is why are why are why is this still happening <laughs> why is it still happening first of all i understand there is a controversy about the host and i don't even know his name joe something who cares um but and people are saying it wasn't funny and then some people are saying like you know they're defending the comedian you know they go he's you know to the comedian so he has the right to, I don't know, what is the argument? <laughs> like, he has the right to not be funny. What are people saying again about it? I don't know. Anyways, but so there, people are up in arms. I watched the monologue and I have some notes. <laughs> number one, uh, number one, here's um, uh, some, some of my notes about the monologue. <laughs> Here we go. Number one. I, I couldn't uh, think of anything because his veneers were so white. <laughs> it's just, I can't. I'm sorry. When people have those really, here's the thing, those little chiclet teeth, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. So uh, I respect anyone's decision for anything that they want to do with their body. But um, if you have um, veneers and you have those little chiclet teeth, um, I, I call them chompers. And so when you have chompers, like, I can't take you seriously because you have chompers in your mouth. You know those little cartoons, the little things with the, you know, that would, and they would, you know, you wind it up and it would like dance around your desk. That's what I feel like you have in your mouth. So I just, I don't, I don't take you seriously when you have chompers. You're like, I have beautiful white teeth. No, you don't. You have chompers. <laughs> so. um, second, uh, my second note uh, is that it was not funny. <laughs> so the end of the day whatever you know if it was funny then that's one thing but it was just not funny um so you know it is what it is I don't really here's the thing and I was just as a comedian I didn't really get his angle like I didn't get his his shtick you know you gotta have a you gotta have a gimmick I really didn't get what his gimmick was you know like I just I didn't get his angle anyway um so, yeah, uh, he was complaining. He said he had 10 days <laughs> to write the monologue, which I'm like, you know, it takes like 30 seconds to write a good joke. So you had 10 all days. <laughs> so that means you're not good at this. <laughs> so I'm sorry, just hate to break it to you, but <laughs> you're a trash-ass comedian. If you, it takes you about 30 seconds to write a good joke. So you don't need 10 days. You need... 10 minutes at the most. And so you you aren't good at this. <laughs> ah, ah, I'm sorry. He might be a great comedian. I defend him. I defend. No, I don't. Who cares? I don't care. I don't care about this. Um, I don't know. Some of the jokes, I think that some of the jokes are funny. And it was so funny to me because he would sell out the writers, but he would sell out the writers on a, like a good joke. Like, 
when it, when it actually worked, he would just say, "Wow, this is fucking writers. My stuff was funny." It's like, "No, sir, your stuff wasn't funny. <laughs> your stuff wasn't your stuff was the worst stuff. The writer's stuff was the stuff that actually worked." <laughs> I, you know, as far as misogynist Barbie jokes go, I thought the Barbie joke was good, but that's, you know, like, but, you know, as I don't know, I don't know if that's the right time and place to do that, but sure, good for you. Like, yeah, I think that my, my general assessment of him in general was that, like, he was just really insecure. He was like an insecure comedian. He was like, he wasn't firm in his material, so it just kind of read like, he 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 didn't want to be there, and it's like, well, if you don't want to be there, we don't want to be there either. So, so this is all just wrap this shit up. Anyway, good for him. I'm so proud of him. Good for him. Um, <laughs> um, he, you know, the room was really white. That was funny. I thought because you know that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. And then yeah, it was just long. It was just long and boring. So whatever. Good for him. I'm so proud of him. Joe, what's his name? <laughs> Joseph. Joseph Coy, I think maybe. Joseph Coy. We're proud of him. Should I look it up? I don't care. Well, let's talk about yesterday. Yesterday, my friend was like, you know, was like, showed up at my house like, hop in, bitch, let's go. Oh, by the way, we're streaming live on um, uh, Instagram at SB Randolph. I took it from TikTok to Instagram because I was like, why not? Let's see. So my friend picked me up and and she's like, get in, bitch. We're going to we're going to go get drunk. And we did. And <laughs> here's the thing. I drunk tequila yesterday. Now, let me tell you a little something about me. I don't drink tequila because tequila, tequila, no, no dealer over here. All right. Not in this mouth. Um, but I was like she was like having a margarita. And I was like, me, too. Because you know how we do. Me too. Sure. I'll have a margarita. <laughs> and then, so I had a margarita. <laughs> so then I had another margarita. Right? One margarita. Isn't that the song? <laughs> Give me one margarita. <laughs> yeah, so I was like three or four margaritas deep yesterday. So I woke up at 4 p.m. today. <laughs> so I didn't wake up at 4 p.m., but I got out of bed at 4 p.m. So it was a conscious decision of like, I'm not getting out of bed yet. <laughs> It's now six. So I'm two hours into my day. So, oh man. Anyway, so that was fun. Um, anyway, so I say all that to say um, I did watch some of the Golden Globes, but I didn't watch all of it. So, um, but I everyone was talking about that opening today, and I was like, I, I it it wasn't significant. Like, and so I was like, okay. And so I went back and I watched it, and I was just like, this is this is dumb. Like, why is, why is anybody even talking about this? I watched a lot of these movies. Uh, the, you know, these award, the ones who were going to win awards, because I was like, well, the ones I thought were going to win awards. But, um, <laughs> I mean, but I've already, you know, I already talked about Barbie. I already talked about Oppenheimer. I already talked about Beef. I already talked about Succession. <laughs> All right, so I watched two new movies, The Leftovers and Leave the World Behind. Now, I so I have, and here's the thing. I have a lot of opinions on both of these films. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, neither perfect. Um, both uh, imperfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, 
So let's get into it. Here we go. Let's. Which, which, where should we start? Where should we start? Let's start with the holdovers. Okay, so from the jump, they got one black kid in the choir. They literally have one black kid. <laughs> they, they, they literally have one token black kid in the whole thing. So, um, you know, that's I that if that's where we're starting. <laughs> that's the starting point i think he had like one line he said oh go oh, good you know or something <laughs> Just, so if that's where we're starting if that's our baseline then i know we're in trouble so we're in trouble so i feel like this movie wants to be that robin williams movie what's it called like um the boys of the the boys of harvard what's <laughs> what's it called? i think that's what it was called the boys of harvard and i think we might have a preview of the boys of Harvard coming <laughs> coming in at the break. I'm not sure. Um, the boys of Harvard. What's the name of that Robin Williams movie? Dead Poet Society. So this it's giving Dead Poet Society vibes. Um, and so I I liked. Here's here's the thing. I love that whole little world. It's like a whole little fancy white world. <laughs> Like, but that it's mystifying to black people because we're just like because we, we've never been allowed in it, and if you get voted to the president, they're gonna kick you out for plagiarism. So, like, so, so it's a whole little white world is so amazing, you know. And they walk around the hallways, and there's a bunch of white boys on, on pictures on the wall who are dead, and you just and they're like, ah, that was Forchester Thorshire, you know, and like, and everyone's like, ah, the great Forchester Thorshire, you know, the. Thorshire Hall is named after Forchester, you know, like, I love it. It's a crazy white world that will never be allowed in. Anyway, so it's fascinating. And so I love films that are set in this world. And it's like cold, like I feel like it's shot probably in Boston. And, you know, it's like it's, it's, it's um, snowing and shit, you know, like real snow, not Hollywood snow, not like where they put like a white sheet on the ground. You know, for like Christmas movies, where they put a white sheet on the ground and they, they, they sprinkle some cotton on it and they go, eh, it's snow. You know, <laughs> it's Hollywood snow. It's Hollywood. Uh, it's not like that. It's like real snow. Like these people were cold. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that when that happens. Okay, so here's the deal. So this divine Joy Randolph. I love this actress. Um, I love her from <laughs> from the hit television show The Idol. Now let's talk about The Idol for a minute, because The Idol was brilliant television. The Idol was easily one of the greatest shows. How it got no nominations and yet this horrible show Succession got nominations, I will never know. But The Idol was a a boon, if you will, of talent and inspirational art there were songs <laughs> songs i think they were um about sex and i think sometimes in the songs they were having sex in the songs <laughs> it was so delightfully terrible and i love the idol how the idol did not get any golden glow nominations is beyond me i blame the strike i blame fran so um <laughs> But she was in that show. My point is she was in that show. And she was brilliant in that show. In this movie, she's not good. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it. 
I can like the actress and not like the act. Here's the deal. Uh, in this film, she's not good. And I just want to say this too. Like, I, I don't, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> when we speak about diversity, we don't, um, uh, that doesn't mean that we always want you to make black people play the maid. <laughs> that is not the diversity we are seeking. <laughs> so... I love that she took this role. I love that she did what she did with it, but that's not what we want anymore. We don't want any more. We don't want any more Hattie McDaniels. All right, we've we've done Hattie McDaniel, and I can't believe we are back there again. So, just we're we're done with the, the roles of servitude. We're done with the with the the maid with the heart of gold who helps. <laughs> you find your way out of your calamity amidst her own pain. No more Hattie McDaniels, please. Like, we love Hattie McDaniel, and we're proud of Hattie McDaniel, but I need you guys to fucking stop it. <laughs> so, also, I want to talk about this role in general. Like, it's not, they, she didn't have much to do. Like, you didn't, you gave her nothing. So I, I do applaud her for making something out of nothing, but it was a nothing role. And it was, a, first of all, it was a weird Boston accent. <laughs> weird wildly unnatural boston accent and a nothing role where she had nothing to do but cook up food and say my child died <laughs> like sorry i can't do it i can't do it i feel like she might have a role in the new forchester thorshire <laughs> movie but we'll see so yeah the film is just full of very sort of quiet performances I would say even Paul Giamatti, I feel like it's a quiet performance. <laughs> so I hope, I, I wish the best for all of these people, but I, you know, uh, was not wowed by any of this. <laughs> Clearly it wasn't the people at the Golden Globes. They thoroughly enjoyed this uh, film, apparently, and they enjoyed these performances. And so congratulations to them on winning an, an award from racist people. <laughs> so. So, yeah, the film in general is just kind of giving The Breakfast Club meets Dead Poet Society. It's like, it's it's fun. It's cute. Like, you know, the first half, I think, is um, uh, uh, not good. Like, first of all, it took me a while to realize that this movie was, like, set in, like, the 60s. Because <laughs> I just, first of all, because the way that the children dress these days, it might as well be in the 60s. So I'm just, like, I didn't, I didn't quite know. And plus, this is, like, you know... The Thorchester, <laughs> Chester Smiths, you know, so they never dress like normal in any of those types of films. And so I didn't quite know what era we were in <laughs> until, until they got into a car. But at that point, it could have been a classic car, you know, so I don't know. And so then I, I finally figured it out. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like, ah, ah, so that's why the black woman is cooking them food. Got it, got it. That's why there are no black, just one black person in the school and they have no lines. Got it. So I really liked, like, once it moved into, like, the third act. And, uh, you know, because then it started, you know, to be fun. Like, it's just getting rid of all the kids. Like, at, first of all, I don't know, a plot hole with how you got rid of all the kids. <laughs> You're just, oh, oh, it was a helicopter showed up. <laughs> So he called he called everyone helicopter shows up he calls everyone their parents and they say oh yeah you can take my kid on a ski trip <laughs> mind you so not not on a standing still on land trip but on a very potentially hazardous trip 
So, but then all of the kids get on the helicopter except for one. <laughs> so it's convenient, that plot. Um, I've just never heard of that before. <laughs> just the helicopter showing up and taking half the cast out. <laughs> but good for them. It was great. It's brilliant. Um, brilliant writing. <laughs> so, but once it gets down to just Paul Giamatti and the, the dude, the kid, who, like, I, I feel like that kid, here's the thing. I think that that kid could be, he could be 37 or he could actually be, like, 70. <laughs> Like, I could not tell. <laughs> like So it was masterful um, because, you know, he played like a little asshole perfectly, you know. So uh, good for him. Uh, I have no idea who he is, and I don't want to know. <laughs> so then you, they go to the party, you know, and he's trying to flirt with the lady who I guess has a husband, <laughs> which is I'm like you never, you never bothered to figure that out. Anyway, or she's dating somebody. I don't know what's going on in this. That I don't know. And so, um, and then I, I like that the Divine Joy Randolph lady, who, by the way, has a great last name, uh, is uh, playing the DJ at the party. I think that's great. That was fun. Um, and she's like, don't touch the record player. <laughs> and her, her best Hattie McDaniel, she said, don't touch that record player. And um, so give her an Oscar. <laughs> And then she proceeds, uh, here's the thing, you guys, I need to let this go, but um, then she proceeds to go into the kitchen and just start crying for no fucking reason but for an Oscar. <laughs> like, just, like, well, it's time to cry for an Oscar, <laughs> so here we go. You know, she's like, my baby dead. You know, it's like, really, right now at the party? Like, this is Christmas party? This is when, okay, sure. So she has a breakdown in the kitchen at a, a Christmas party <laughs> for no other reason but to try to win Oscar. <laughs> and it, it's quickly resolved where she's like, when he says something to me, and they're walking out of the house, they're like, we got to get you home. She's non, she's unwell. And then they walk her out of the house, and then, and then she's like, <laughs> you know, she's got tears streaming down her eyes. And then, the, and then he says, you know, to, to the boy, like, fuck Christmas or something. And she says, <gasps> you, you begin to give that boy a Christmas. Because... <laughs> Nothing offends a Hattie McDaniel's servitude role more <laughs> than a poor white child not having Christmas. So she snapped right out of it. Fuck my dead baby. She wants you to, you better give this white boy a Christmas. <laughs> you, you listen here. You listen up and you listen good. I think that, yeah, Divine Joy Randolph is definitely in the new movie. I have it right here. Um, yes, she is cast in the movie called uh, Forchester Thor Thorshire. <laughs> and uh, we're going to see more of her scenes later. <laughs> but in this film, she did a great job. And she said, you better get it, my boy, Christmas <laughs> give her an oscar so there was like that hooker in boston who totally reminded me of amy poehler that's all <laughs> but in all seriousness the movie does get really kind of sweet you know you sort of find out that they're both kind of the same person you know like he's like paul giamatti's like looking at this little boy and he's like you're me little boy because i guess they both have depression uh clinically and because he finds like his medication and stuff he's like oh oh i take that for depression and the boy's like i don't take it for anything or whatever but we know he's lying um and so so yeah i don't know that part of it is kind of sweet because i feel like because there's a whole plot twist where you find out that 
spoiler alert, we find out that uh, Paul Giamatti's character got kicked out of Harvard uh, when they run into uh, one of his friends on the street and they do this. <laughs> and then the kid does this game, what we call an, an improv is fuck your buddy. <laughs> so, so here's how fuck your buddy works. You, because um, improv, you have to like, yes, and everything. So you have to agree to everything that's presented and add on to it. So if you really want to fuck your buddy, then what you do is obligate them to do something because they can't deny it, right? And so it becomes funny to the audience because the audience understands that they can't deny it. And then the the actor, you know, understands that they can't deny the thing. So they now have to do the thing. So in improv, we call that fuck your buddy. So, <laughs> which I'm the king of fuck your buddy. I love fucking my buddies. <laughs> So basically, this is how it goes. Like, you're doing an improv scene. Lights up, you know, and the suggestion is water fountain, all right? And so you're, you know, two teens at a water fountain, sure. And then, uh, you know, you go like, I'm next in line for the water fountain. How dare you cut in front of me? And so then, you know, I would have to agree with that. And I, you know, and I would go, you know, yeah, okay, I cut in front of you. Um, but so then here's how fuck your buddy works. I go, yeah, I cut in front of you because you wouldn't stop singing <laughs> Katy Perry firework while you were drinking water. <laughs> you do it every single time you drink water and it drives me crazy. But fine, here, you go first. <laughs> so now that person has to sing Katy Perry firework while they're drinking at the water fountain <laughs> because they cannot deny it. Anyway, so that's how Fuck Your Buddy works. And so, so, so in this movie, he does the kid does Fuck Your Buddy because he runs into the guy who he went to Harvard with. And so then the, the kid's like, yeah, didn't you write a book about, what did he say? Like, like, like computer machines or something? Like, and the guy's like, uh, yeah, I did write a book about computer machines. And so then he has to do, he has to, you know, he has to agree to it and add on. Anyway, so that part was funny. I like that part. So, you know, it ends sort of, it's, it, 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 it ends beautifully. Um, except for, I don't get, here's the thing. So if, at SB Randolph on Instagram, at SB said, what? On TikTok. I don't get why he spit out the alcohol at the end because he still kept the bottle. Like, why did he, if he was, I think if that was supposed to mean like he's going to quit drinking, then why did he keep the bottle of alcohol with him? <laughs> like, I feel like he should have just thrown the bottle of alcohol out of the window. <laughs> and that would have signified that he's quitting drinking. But instead, he took a swig of whiskey and then spit it out the window <laughs> and kept the bottle in the passenger seat, which I can tell you from my experience yesterday with tequila <laughs> doesn't mean you're quitting. So. <laughs> but uh, good for him. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. We're on a break. We're on a break. A break, a date, date. We're on a break. Yes, be with SB. I'm your host, SB Randolph the Third at SB on Instagram, where we are streaming live at SB said what? On TikTok. Um, and so many wonderful things happened. Um, uh, during the break, you guys, I got that I, I e- had emailed during the program. I emailed them for that trailer for that new movie, and I got the trailer here in my emails. Let me click through my emails here. Great. And then, and so I got the trailer. It's right here. There it is. Um, and <laughs> so I want to show you guys this new trailer the new amazon prime special film for oscar season 2024 <laughs> coming out in december and it's called it's it's named after a famous a famous hall in um boston <laughs> in a college in boston and it's called forchester thorshire so let's uh let's take a look at this preview coming soon to amazon prime he was a boy. Well, I'm just a dumb kid in a prep school. I just want to jerk off and look at Playboy. And he had a teacher. Kids, pay attention! And also a black woman was there. I'm an old black woman, and I'm here to give you some wisdom, boy. And together, they band together. If you want to know something about something, I'll tell you a thing or three. At a place we all know and love. You better listen to Miss Hattie, boy. She's a teacher too, but she just doesn't have the educational background to become an actual teacher because of systemic racism, boy. To make Thanksgiving happen. I don't know. I don't care about anything. I just, I just want to jack off the Playboy. And spread the love and joy of the pilgrims. Boy. Boy, what you doing in that room, boy? Boy. Uh, Nothing. Nothing. This Thanksgiving. Boy, unhand that trouser snake. Divine Joy Randolph plays Hattie McDaniel. Well, thank you for coming to this meeting, uh, Miss Hattie McDaniel. Um, We're here, of course, uh, to fire you. 
But for what? Well, the boy said that you barged into his room, unannounced. I don't care if the boy liked me. That don't mean I need to be fired. And Devin Sawa as old Mr. Cratchit. Well, also it says right here on this uh, paperwork right here that you perhaps did some plagiarism. And Timothy Chalamet as Billy Whiteman. Yeah, yeah, she did some plagiarism. I seem to do it. I'm sorry, Miss McDaniel. I can't, I can't defend plagiarism. So, um, sorry, Miss Addie McDaniel, but you're fired. We're gonna have to let you go. Forchester, Forshire. Well, I made my way in this world one way, and I'm gonna make my way in this world another way. And ain't nobody, nowhere, gonna stop me. Tradition is served this Thanksgiving. Damn. Can't a sister ever catch a break? We back. We back. We back. We back. We back. We was on a break. But we back. We back. We back. We back. We back. That seems like an amazing film, you guys. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be a rager. <laughs> Y'all know I love me some Divine Joy Randolph. Um, because her last name, my name, by the way, is S.B. Randolph. You are listening to Yes Be With S.B. I'm your host, S.B. Randolph. You can find me at S.B. Randolph on Instagram, where we are streaming this live. You can also find me on TikTok at S.B. Said What? To find out what I said, because I don't even know what I say half the time. Anyway, so <laughs> that's why I'm glad I have this podcast. So I can listen back and go, oh, God, what was I saying? <laughs> that's, that's a crazy thing to say, person. But anyways, we do it for fun. We do it for the record books. <laughs> we do it to be a part of history. <laughs> so there we go. All right, so uh, what is the name of this movie? <laughs> so leave the world behind. Here we go. Let's get into it. Okay, so from the jump, the dialogue was so awful like here's it let's be honest the dialogue like from the jump the dialogue is terrible i literally feel sorry i i felt so sorry for julia roberts to have to deliver this awful dialogue <laughs> absent of any subtlety whatsoever and just completely expositional i understand this is based on a a, a book like, it's a film based on uh, some popular book, I guess. I didn't read it. But um, I've, I've learned that from my friends. Uh, and they said, it's a book. And I said, oh, okay. And so from the jump, the dialogue just seems to be, like, trying to summarize the, like, the first couple of chapters of the book. She's like, honey, I understand that work has been bad for you the past couple of days. And so I packed a suitcase for you so that we could go on a trip. And don't worry, I arranged all the things with them, with the, with the nursery and the nurse and everything. And so that everything is going to be fine. And we can just now go on a trip. And the trip is booked. And we have a car that we can rent. And we're going to take it down. And I had the car being delivered at 3 p.m. today, sir. So here's your bag. And I packed it for you. So let's get ready and go jump in the car. <laughs> And if you think I'm joking, <laughs> I think that might actually be a quote of the literal dialogue <laughs> in this film. And so it lacks all subtlety. <laughs> it's just just, it's just an amalgamation of nonsense. <laughs> it's just a bullshit soup. <laughs> like, so I feel very sorry. Here's the thing. I will be honest. I felt very, I felt 
very sorry for all of these actors in this horrible dialogue that they had to deliver, having to deliver this horrible dialogue until I realized how much they were getting paid to do it. And then now I don't feel bad anymore. Okay, so when when the oil tanker ship comes towards the beach, if you don't leave at that moment, I I cease to feel sorry for you. Like I I, I like it's <laughs> the ship should not be coming towards me, right? So if it, I'm just telling you from me and my black ass point of view, if a ship is headed towards me on dry land, um, coming at any pace. I'm going to get my black ass up and I'm going to move. <laughs> because one thing I do know is that if it's me versus the ship, the ship will win. All right. So they are sitting there looking at the Titanic headed towards them and they're just going, well, that's not that's that seems odd. <laughs> well, that's not supposed to that's not supposed to happen. That seems weird. And yeah, it does seem weird. <laughs> so maybe you should go but they of course wait till the last second <laughs> so <laughs> and what is supposed to be a climactic scene now let me be honest because this is just like succession to me like if i'd like because you know in the whole cast of succession i wanted them all to die <laughs> so with this like if these people are so dumb that they are going to let a ship crash into them then i you know i just i let it be <laughs> let it be be <laughs> let go and let god with these people i don't care if, if you're gonna get hit by the titanic <laughs> it's like those people in the, the <laughs> nope nope not okay so at which point a stranger shows up the house and they say this is my house let me in i'm i don't know what's i don't i don't know well first of all you you all know how i would have navigated this because i don't answer the door <laughs> so <laughs> And if you want to know why I don't answer the door, this film is a perfect example of why I don't answer the door. You don't, don't, knock, knock, knock. You can knock all the fuck you want. <laughs> but I'm not coming to that motherfucking door. So you can explain your situation to the door handle. But I will not be listening because I do not care about whatever it is you have to say to me right now. Go away. I dare you to try to break into the house after that point, but no, you will certainly not be getting an open door from me. <laughs> so, no, sir. And I keep on driving down to the Johnson's house. <laughs> you better go over there and stay over there. <laughs> not in this house. Nope. Okay, so, you, you guys, everyone is saying it's just the dialogue is so ham-fisted and so awkward everyone is saying exactly what they think and feel which is not how anything works at all that's not real life so that's why it doesn't ring true because nobody says exactly what they think and feel there's something that's called subtlety <laughs> most people honestly say the opposite of what they think and feel and they behave the opposite of how they think and feel but everyone in this film says and behaves exactly how they think and feel <laughs> i am angry <laughs> It's like, it's like so stupid. It is, and that is why it is poorly written. And I, well, here, let me say, the dialogue is poorly written. Um, the, the progression of scenes and stuff, you know, the construction of the narrative is fine, but the dialogue is very poorly written. It's painful. <laughs> it's so painful. But one thing I will, because I guess the director also wrote the screenplay, one thing I will give him props for is he shot the shit out of this film. This film is 
I mean, he did it, and I here's what I like. He's very you can tell um, cinematically that he's very sort of a traditionalist because he uses very traditional processes. Like he's very much using a dolly. He's very much using a crane. I feel like there are a couple of drone shots, but um, he's not relying on that. Like he's very he's using old processes. He's not using fucking Steadicam. I hate, let's talk about it, you guys. I hate Steadicam. <laughs> if here's the thing. If you put Steadicam in your film, I feel like it cheapens your film. Number one, it is cheap. It's a cheap process. Um, and as opposed to a, a dolly or, a, you know, a, a boom dolly, crane, whatever. Uh, it's the cheap process. Uh, it's just getting somebody with a Steadicam rig to walk around and just film things. I Here's what I do. If, if, if you are trying, if you're striving for cinema verite, if that is the aesthetic that you are seeking um then yes okay to steady cam but you know and, and you know i feel like if it's a post-apocalyptic or something or apocalyptic or whatever and people running around and you know then yeah then that's the, the the feeling that you want the audience to have is that that they're running around there with you but if it's not that and you're just doing it in a regular film i feel like that's lazy and cheap and i think it cheapens it and here's why because <laughs> Here's why. There's, I, have, I have reasons to back this up. Number one is because it is a cheap process and it's been used by um, uh, non-scripted, um, unscripted television, uh, reality television for decades now. So if so, it cheapens it because when we see your film and if we see that process, it makes it look cheap like reality TV. Unless that is the asset, as I've said before, unless you're striving for cinema verite and putting us into the action and stuff, that is a different thing. But if you are using a Steadicam in lieu of a dolly or whatever, you are, yes, saving yourself money on production, but also you are making your film look cheaper. And I said what I said, and I mean it, period. Standing on business. Okay, I feel like this film is like trying to make action happen. This is this is not an action film, but I think that they are trying to disguise this very quiet, subtle story to be, you know, sort of a post-apocalyptic action film, but it's really not. It's about characters. It's about, um, you know, there's it's peppered with race, um, and and yeah. So this is it's it's, it's like it's, I think that's well, no. Here's I don't think that they misled me. Uh, Sam Esmel, male, Esmel, the director. I don't think they misled me. I just didn't know what I was getting into. I thought this was going to be like an apocalyptic movie, but it's not. It's like about characters relating to each other. Why is everybody going to places they shouldn't be going? Why is this girl like, let's, you know, they're like, let's go explore this whole shack. You know, like, don't, no, no, don't go to the rapist shack. What's happening? And what? Why? Why is everyone like, you know what? Uh, the world is ending. You know what I want to do? I want to go walk through the woods. <laughs> I think the worst part of this movie is not that they go walk through the woods, but that nothing happens when they do. <laughs> like, you really think that something's about to happen. And, you know, all these deers are here, you know. <laughs> so, uh-oh. And then they go, go away, deer. Go away. Go away, deer. And then the deer go away. Okay. Well, <laughs> the fuck? Now, and so, you know, he goes out to for a drive. They often, <laughs> this film, they often, ah, the world's ending and then all this crazy stuff is happening. Let's go for a drive. <laughs> you know what? I, I have infinite gas, so let's go for a drive. 
Now, and he, so there was a Spanish lady, and he pulled over for the, the lady speaking Spanish. And let me just tell you one thing that I know for sure is I certainly would not have pulled over for the Spanish lady. <laughs> I would have chunked her the deuces and said, sayonara. <laughs> so he a better man than me. He still, he, he still did uh, end up leaving her. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I, and I don't know what she was saying. I don't speak, my Spanish isn't that good. So I didn't, I couldn't really tell what she was saying. But anyway, he ended up leaving her on the side of the road, but I wouldn't have even stopped. That's who I am in a zombie apocalypse. I'm the guy who just doesn't even stop. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna drive right over you. This movie makes me miss Bird Box. I miss Bird Box. I think this movie is doing an amazing job because it's the very first time that I've ever hated Julia Roberts in a movie. <laughs> Like, it's like this horrible dialogue. It's just this horrible character who I don't know has a redeeming bone in her body. And I just don't. It's like Julia Roberts is like the most likable person. So I get it. That's why you have to cast like the most likable person in the entire world. But it, it, it's just, it's like, I, it makes me not, this film is so grating that it makes me not like her. Also, um, Shout out to Julie Roberts for having her original teeth. She ain't got no damn chompers. Uh, shout out to Julie. Okay, it took her a little too long to figure out the Tesla thing. Like, <laughs> like why? Like, yeah, they are self-driving cars. Like, I mean, I got there about two minutes before she got there. <laughs> she, she's still trying to figure it out. <laughs> As the car's like careening into them. Yeah, honey, they were self-driving cars. And so if it's a computer hacker, yes, they've hacked the cars. And I, did Tesla okay this? <laughs> Our car will be the first car to malfunction during a technical, a technological apocalypse. <laughs> All right, well, whatever. Yeah, so the boy starts pulling out his own teeth, you know, so to, to say that this film is like pulling teeth is <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty on the nose as far as metaphors all right so i do here's a, here's what i enjoy about this film it's like the this is a film with a message it's a message wrapped in a book dressed up as a movie <laughs> so this is not a cinematic achievement anyway it's not really a film um it's a book <laughs> you can tell because <laughs> it's uh because books are about you know if you about words about talking you know what i'm saying and this is uh, that it's not about showing there aren't very many um uh, cinematic scenes because this isn't a movie it's a book um so they they tried to make a book into a movie and you know it cinematically um it leaves you wanting more cinematically it's just not it's not a movie it's a book when did Ethan Hawke turn into Kevin Bacon? Because I feel like they're the same. Am I wrong? You guys, tell me if I'm wrong. Like, is this now? Is this racist? What I just said? I feel like Ethan Hawke and Kevin Bacon are the same person now, but I don't feel like that it it used to be that way. Because I feel like Kevin Bacon has just always been Kevin Bacon, but Ethan Hawke transformed himself physically into Kevin Bacon. Am I wrong on this? He's now one degree of Kevin Bacon because he is. Kevin, you know, Z zero. He's now zero degrees of Kevin Bacon because he literally is Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and as, as far as the narrative of this film goes, I am very much Kevin Bacon. Like, get off my lawn. Don't knock on my door. And get the fuck off my lawn. 
I'm Kevin Bacon in this. Like, I'm team him. Like, he, I, like, first of all, what, why is he giving them antibiotics? What is even going on in this movie? Why did the boy's teeth fall out? And why would antibiotics help it? Did the bug, was it the bug that bit him? What is happening? How did it affect the bug if it was a computer hack? What is happening in this film? Does anyone know? Did anyone ever find out? I can't. If you read the book, please text me at SB, DM me at SB Randolph on, on Instagram or uh, SB said what on TikTok. And please tell me what the fuck is going on in this. So why did the boy's teeth fall out? That's crazy. Was it because of the noise or was it because of the bug? And why, why would antibiotic pills fix it? What's going on? <laughs> all right. So it's over now. Um, Just so you all know, like in a post-apocalyptic situation. No, I will not let you into my apartment. And uh, no, I won't let you borrow any of my antibiotics, but um, I am not doomsday prepped. You know, I, I felt that because we had a couple of earthquakes here in the new year. The earth had been shaken. I am kind of doomsday prepped. I do have several lighters and some candles. So, and shout out to Stephanie. She gave me a, can a candle for Christmas. So, that's like good. Number 12 candle. Perfect. Um, but then I also, uh, you know, I have some water. <laughs> so, have a backup charger for my phone. Uh, and also, if you... Uh, if I ever needed it, I also own uh, the entire collection of Friends on DVD. So, <laughs> so I'm ready for the apocalypse. <laughs> hey, SB, what's good? You ready for the ready for the apocalypse? Uh, can I come with you? Joe Coy? Yeah, SB, I, I want to come to the apocalypse with you. And I have a couple of jokes. I don't know, Joe. I don't, I don't know if I really want... Let me start with, with telling you one of my jokes, okay? Um, what, do you, what do you call a cat that has a hat on? Oh, I don't know. The, the cat in the... the... cat in the hat. Okay. I didn't write these jokes. Some of them I didn't write. I didn't write... The good ones I wrote, but I didn't write the rest of them. Okay. Joke away. Well, good job on the Golden Globes. You want to know something funny about the Golden Globes? No. No, I don't. The Golden Globes is the only place where racist award show people and then people show up who are black people. What? That's the joke. I didn't. I don't write all of these jokes, man. Some people, other wrote, wrote them. Okay. Um. Joe Coy, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, give him a big round of applause and let's get him, uh, get him on out. I got one more joke. I got one more joke. This one's funny. This one's about uh, Christmas time. You know, hey, you know what's <laughs> you know what's funny about Christmas time? No, I I don't. Christmas time is a fun time because <laughs> there's a lot of white people in the room. <laughs> there's a lot of white people in the room. I'm first of all, I'm I'm the only one in this room, me and you, and we're both not white. <laughs> so I, a lot of white people are here. Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, everybody. Every time there's an award show, she gets an award. Joe, that's not a joke. That's not even a that's not even an attempt at a joke. Meryl Streep wins awards, and my mom says so. <laughs> she said so. I didn't write these jokes, you guys. I didn't write them. I only wrote the funny ones. Which ones are the funny ones exactly? Damn, my nigga, you had to do me like that. Joe!
Yo. Yo, 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 yo. That's it. We done. That's it. We done. We had a little fun. Yes. Yes, be with SB. I'm your host, SB Randolph the Third at SB Randolph on Instagram, where you can watch me record this live if you were here several days ago. <laughs> at SB said, what? On TikTok. Uh, we're going to be having some fun, just live streaming for funsies, you guys. So check us out. We'll see you next week with another hit. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you have no idea where it's going? Well, I know it's all of those subscriptions. I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on and I had them cancel the ones I didn't want anymore. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pod24. That's rocketmoney.com slash pod24. Rocketmoney.com slash pod24. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.